Chapter 12 of A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jordan Nash A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks by Lewis Albert Banks Chapter 12 Religious Gatters Jeremiah 2, 36 The Lord, speaking to his church in the days of Jeremiah, makes this very pertinent inquiry. Why gaddest thou about so much to change thy way? Thou also shalt be ashamed of Egypt, as thou wast ashamed of Assyria. That is, they would take up with a new thing for a while, and have all the enthusiasm of a new convert. But having no settled and fixed purpose of devotion, they would stray off again after the next new sensation that came along. The result of all this was that they had no permanent place of comfort and found no rest unto their souls. This tribe of religious gatters are not without multitudes of representatives in our time. They go about hearing the last new preacher, or the last experiment in church choirs, or to see something new in architecture, until they know the rounds of the churches better than anybody else in town. They can taste more sermons and get less good out of them than anyone in the city. They get to be practically religious vagrants who go tramping about getting lodging for a sermon or a service here and there, but neither doing nor receiving good. The psalmist says that it is those who are planted in the house of the Lord who are flourishing and fruitful. If you were to plant out a young apple tree in the spring and take it up and plant it in some place else every week, it wouldn't be long until it would be too dead to sprout anywhere. A great many people are that way in their religious life. Many of them have their name on the church record at some one church and are seen there on great occasions. But for the most of the time, they go gadding about after every new sensation. Such people are not really planted in God's house and they are always shrunken and shriveled and dried up at the roots spiritually. I never knew one single man or woman of that sort who had any real spiritual influence anywhere. In the book of Revelation, the Savior declares that it is his purpose to make those who are conquerors in his name pillars in the house of the Lord. A pillar is a very stable sort of thing. It does not gad about the church or the different churches. There is as much difference between a person who establishes himself in the church and in the work of the church so that he is always on hand Sunday morning and Sunday night and at prayer meeting and at any revival service that may be held, who can always be counted on and relied upon to do his part. And people who give up their names to the church and then go gadding about from one place to another, 
so that the pastor never can tell whether they will be present or not. As there is between a church pillar, which is a part of the very church itself, and a vagrant fly that wanders in through the window and crawls for an hour now and then on the ceiling or in the pew. Religious gathers are never of any service to a church. They do not stay long enough in any one place. Church life is a growth. A church is like the human body. It has head and heart and digestive apparatus and muscles and hands and feet. It is all the time taking in people and, if it can, digesting them into the strength of its working force. But a great many people remain on its hands undigested. They are not digestible. They do not give themselves up reverently and earnestly to the work of the Lord. Therefore, they get no real good out of the church. They give no part of their real personality to the church, and because of that, the church has no opportunity to be of any great comfort or blessing to them. There is an old phrase, belonging to the church, which means a great deal if used in its full sense. To give oneself up to the church so that a spiritual home is found there, a spiritual garden in which to grow and blossom for God and humanity is a great thing. But to call it belonging to the church when the church is only used as a club room where one goes in occasionally and takes a dish of ice cream or a meal is a religious farce. Life is very short at best, and we should get about as little as possible. To do our best work, we must run our religious roots down into some definite church home and put the full force of our strength into the work in that place. In that way, we come to count for something. Somebody relies on us. We are able to carry some burdens for others. And that consciousness is a constant source of comfort. As the years pass over us in our church home, our branches of influence spread, and we become a source of comfort and strength to many who are newer in the church work than ourselves. It is only in this way that the psalmist's promise shall come true, that the righteous shall be fat and flourishing even to the last, and bear fruit in old age. If you want to come to be an old man or an old woman, not as a withered and dying bow thrown out in the street as useless, but as a great widespreading tree about whom the loving interest of younger men and women clusters, then you must force we are gadding and establish yourself as one of the reliable factors of church life. End of recording. End of chapter 12. Recording by Jordan Nash.